The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As always, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, I got a question for you. Later this year, at the 2022 FIFA World Cup, will England finally bring home the title? Will the title finally come home? Is it coming home for good? (laughs) Obviously, that's a question that English supporters are really, truly praying for and hoping for that the answer is yes. Obviously, many believe that it's going to happen. Obviously, a lot of them say it's not going to happen. And, of course, I'm sure that, you know, a lot of them are kind of like, I'll believe it when I see it. So there's optimism to skepticism, all right? And I understand I totally do understand. Because the last time England won the World Cup was back in 1966. The last time they won a title, period, was in 1966. Now, they were kind of close back in 1996 when, in the 1996 Euro, which, was take, which took place in England, they were close. But unfortunately, much like France, England lost in the semifinals in a penalty shootout to Germany. And ironically enough, the the certain individual who missed the penalty for England that basically eliminated England from the game was none other than the manager of the English national team himself. Ladies and gentlemen, that would be Mr. Gareth Southgate. Yeah, I know, right? Tough memories. It was... I can imagine just how tough it was, you know? I mean, I was three years old, you know. I don't know how, how I could have definitely felt sorrow for, for the English supporters, you know. Of course, last year, at Euro 2020, England came this close to finally getting it done, but fortunately, they did not get it done. You know, going back to 1996, when Alan Shearer was actually England's best player, and in the 1996 Euro, if I remember correctly, Alan Shearer finished as the tournament's top scorer. Wow. Well, Alan Shearer, definitely one of the best players I've ever seen. You know, the pride of Newcastle, honestly. Also, even at one point, the pride of England. You know, I, I always, you know, I, I've always had great experiences talking soccer with a lot of, uh, with a lot of English supporters. You know, there's actually a, a tavern, well, a pub, I should say, a pub. There's one in Colleyville and there's one in Addison. For those of you in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, it's called the Londoner. There's, again, there's one location in Colleyville. There's one in Addison. 
I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend that you check out that place. It is definitely a place that has the environment for you to enjoy a game of soccer and enjoy a nice drink. The atmosphere is great. The service is great. There's nothing wrong with that place. Absolutely nothing wrong. The Londoner is the, pl the best place to watch soccer and, again, enjoy a nice drink. I haven't been there in a while, but I know that the owner actually does recognize me, and he and I are supposedly acquainted. Now, we definitely have a lot of catching up to do because I haven't been there in so long. Spent a lot of time there, you know, watching uh, the Champions League as well as the Euro. So it's my go-to place for soccer. Let me put it this way. And I was there for a couple of Euro games. I was definitely there, you know, when France, you know, shit the bed and lost to Switzerland. And that was pretty embarrassing. That was frustrating. I was there actually when England played the Scotland in that group stage game. And, that play, and the place was, to say that it was packed was, well... Oh boy, you couldn't even move. You you couldn't even get it. It was even. I mean, I was lucky to get a spot, especially at the Euro 2020 final. I mean, especially in the final, God knows how many times I nearly had beer spilled on me. I mean, the place was deeply packed. <laughs> you couldn't even move. But anyway, going through everything, you know, England like it last year, so close to winning their European Championships, so close, and the hardest part for them. They lost to Italy in the penalty shootout in their own turf, you know. It was, it was on home soil. So in my case, you know, that France is not the only team to lose the, Europe, the, lose the final on home turf. I guess it does help a little bit, but then again, it really does not help. Especially because, you know, England has gone so long without winning anything. And, they, and, and, and God knows how, how bad English supporters are praying, you know, for, for, this, for this to happen. All right. The fact that the final took place at Wembley Stadium, and you know, and the fact that England took the lead within two minutes of the game, you know, I said to myself, if England can score this fast, okay, and if they can keep going, England will be the European champions, okay? That was the problem. England cannot score after that. And the fact that they go within two minutes and then they can't score after that, and then deep in the second half, England still hasn't scored. I figured it's only a matter of time before Italy equalizes and possibly even scores a game-winning goal, and it's going to be none other than yet another England collapse, as we've seen so many times with the English national team in soccer. Effectively, England went on to lose in the penalty shootout, and it was difficult, the fact that Marcus Rashford, Jane Sancho, you know, Bukayo Osaka, you know, all missed their penalty, and, you know, the, in the aftermath, I mean, the fact that they were racially attacked on social media makes me absolutely sick. It was disgusting. It, it was tough, all right? England didn't get it done, but they didn't get it done as a team, all right? It's a team effort. It's a team loss, all right? You win as a team. You lose as a team. That's the strategy in soccer. It's about teamwork. It's about team chemistry. England just didn't get it done, and it's a shame that the drought had to continue, all right? Because you know, of course, at Euro in the World Twenty Eighteen World Cup, a lot, a, a, a lot of people really speculated the fact that the title would be coming home, and you know, we all know what it means when English supporters say it's coming home, whether it's the World Cup or the European Championship. But now England did go on to finish in fourth place in the in the Twenty Eighteen World Cup. They were this close from reaching the final. Now, now imagine this: imagine if we had saw France versus England in the Twenty Eighteen FIFA World Cup final. Well, that would have been something right there. And, of course, no doubt, France would have won. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, you know, England, you know, did take that lead within five minutes against Croatia. But then, you know, we all know how that went. So, 
England has basically kind of solidified themselves in certain positions. I mean, right now, overall, England is basically justifiably solidified as a team that has the talent that just cannot get it done. All right. Basically, I always say France in England, I mean, England is a lot like France, the French national team. They have the talent, but they do not have the focus, all right? And this is actually something that I've spoken with English supporters a lot because much like me, English supporters, you know, they love their national team. They always want their team to, they have faith in their team. They know their team can win it, and they cheer for them no matter what. Much like me, even though yesterday I went on a complete tear of a rant on the French national team because I'm extremely, extremely, extremely disappointed with the recent results of the French national team, and I'm very, very disappointed in the behavior, in the arrogant behavior. (laughs) The cocky, arrogant behavior is unacceptable. So again... The fact that England has such an overwhelming amount of talent, but they lack the winning mentality, they're a lot like France. And the one thing, again, they also that France and England have in common is they cannot pull through at the most crucial moments. Now, granted, France, as far as accomplishments goes, France definitely has the larger list of accomplishments. The two world titles, two European championships, like that. Yes, so, of course, so France has definitely won more silverware than the English national team. And again, and I, and I don't mean to knock the English national team or to uh, taunt or disrespect any English supporters. Not at all. I've always had great experiences with English, with English soccer supporters. Best people to have a drink with. Best pe- people to talk soccer with. You know, I, I, I swear to God, all my loyal listeners you know, from England who helped you know, make my show a success, God bless y'all. And I, I'll be honest. I cannot tell you how bad I want to visit England. And what I mean by visiting England, I don't want to just go to London. I want to go to Liverpool. I want to go to Southampton. I want to go to Manchester. You know, I want to, vi- I do, I want to get the full tourism experience of visiting England. I want to go to Wembley Stadium and go to a game between Arsenal and Chelsea. I want to get that experience. I want to feel it. I want to experience it. I want to witness it. So basically what I'm saying is I've always had a great ex- I've always had a great experience hanging out, meeting and having a good time with English soccer fans and English people overall. As a matter of fact, I used to work in a Domino's that was owned by an English gentleman and he and I were close. Always rooting for me, he appreciated my hard work, he was there for me when I had difficult times. If I had any problems, if I went to him, he took care of it. So like that, so I've always had great experience, you know, being with English people, and it's been a blessing. All right, and, if, and again, you know, all my all my loyal English supporters, I love you all. And again, if any of you want to be on the show, don't hesitate. I'll make it happen. I promise. But anyway, I'm kind of going off topic because I know I'm a little bit emotional because you know it's uh, because lately I've I've I've, I've always, I'm, I'm always thinking about a, a possible trip to England because I know that that's what I need big time. You know, it's, it's to help me mentally and spiritually because I, I need a trip to Europe. But the problem is I can't afford it, which is which is a shame really. And and it's still with, with the COVID bullshit going on, you know, need a COVID passport, all that crap. You know, it's still you know pain in the ass, and I don't want to go through it. But one way or the other, I'm visiting England. Okay, so anyway. So when I you know talk to these English soccer fans, you know how England and France are a lot alike. Basically, 
there's that agreement, and, and they always they always say to me that the way I explain it, I'm not doing it in such a bad way. I'm not really tearing the team apart, not bashing un unnecessary criticism. I'm just kind of say it like it is. Like again, again, England has the talent. They just do not have the focus. They just don't have the winning mentality. Okay, and much like France, England unfortunately is unable to pull through at the most crucial moments. It's unfortunate, but it's the truth. It is what it is. That's why most English supporters that I talk to, they, they say, well, I'm, of course I'm cheering for England, but uh, they all, they all, they all, most of them say I'm, I'm not expecting any miracles because you know they, they kind of feel like you know the worst is just going to happen again because it kind of seems like it's a curse that's not going to go away. And I always, and I always tell uh, you know, English soccer fans, or I always tell English people overall, I said one way or the other, one way or the other, the English national team will be the world champions again. Whether it's this year, whether it's four years from now, whether it's 20 years from now, 50 years from now, whatever. England one day will be the world champions again. And I think that this year in Qatar, I think this is England's best chance to finally bring home the title. Now, as we, as we speak right now, the Women's European Championship is happening right now. And it's actually also taking place in England. And in the English women's national team, the Lionesses... They're actually in the semifinals. I believe they're about to take on Sweden. And France is about to take on Germany. So I truly believe that this is the opportunity for the English women's national team to win the European Championship. And later this year in Qatar, it's the English men's national team, their best chance to win the World Championship for the first time in over 55 years. A drought that has lasted over 55 years is extremely painful, and England is beyond determined to finally, finally, finally end that drought. They want to bring home some silverware. Now, in my honest opinion, I think England, as much as everybody likes to knock on them, I mean, especially all, all my fellow soccer fans, you know, they always like to basically give England a hard time. Oh, why should we waste, you know, why should we waste time talking about England? They wouldn't even say to me, Bear Man, why, do you, why are you even wasting your time having faith in this English national team? Like, guys, look, I understand England's track record. They haven't won a title since 66. I understand that, okay? But there's no reason to count them out. Whether the track record... I know the track record is, is beyond convincing. I know. I know. But again, England has that talent. And you never know when England is going to break out of this supposed curse that they've been suffering since 1966. A lot of people strongly suggest this curse because when they won the World Cup back in 66, it was under controversial circumstances because one of the goals supposedly should not, should not have counted because of the, how the ball went. But of course, back then, there was no VAR. There was no review. I mean, whatever. But I always tell German supporters, look, I understand if you're still upset about what happened in 66, you shouldn't be worrying about it because you've won more titles, whether it's the World Cup or the European Championship. You know, Germany has been better off since then, okay, not England. So Germany shouldn't really so, – so German supporters, they shouldn't really be pissed off about what happened in 66 because, again, they, Germany went on to win the title again in 74, 1990, 2014. They won the European Championship, I believe, in 72. I believe, and then in back, and then again in 1996, you know, like that. I mean, I know that. Yeah, that I believe it was in 72 at least. But anyway, going back to that, so Germany doesn't have shouldn't have to worry about you know what happened. You know, English supporters really have you know 
they, they don't even – I mean, I've, I've never even really encountered an English supporter that brags about 1966 because they know that really at this point there's no use talking about it. It was, in, it was 55 years ago. What, what's it going to help? So, so in my honest opinion, I think England is basically a solid favorite for the World Cup. It's obviously not going to be easy. You know, especially because they're under that pressure from losing the European Championship final at home at Wembley Stadium on penalties. I mean, France was in that particular situation. In 2016, France lost the uh, European Championship final at home to Portugal and then went on to win the world title in Russia. So if France can do it, maybe, maybe, just maybe, England could do it, okay? You know, I was actually talking to one of my lo most loyal supporters, Mr. David Scappin, who lives in Canada. And, you know, he listened to my episode about the French national team, and he fully agrees with me. And, he's, and, and, and I told, he says, well, keep in mind, France wasn't good going into the 2018 World Cup. I mean, they had that France was coming in good on paper, but again, you know, the recent results and the French team's behavior was a problem still, and France didn't do well in the group stage and then went on to win the title. So you never say never, but uh, this time, yeah, there's no way France is actually France is going to repeat that. But in England's case... Eng I, mean, I don't exaggerate when I say that this is England's best chance to win the title. Some might suggest this is going to be England's last chance in a long time to actually have a good chance of winning the title. I don't think I want to take things that far because, you know, England, much like France, is, is a team with a, with a great, you know, building academy, is, uh, with a great football building academy. So France and England, basically, they be they're basically one, two, of the English, uh, two of the soccer federations in, in not only Europe but in the world that can basically build and groom the best young talent. So basically, much like France, England always has the younger talent, you know, to bring in, you know, to build a new golden generation. So England's whether so basically one way or the other, England's probably always going to be favored in the World Cup, much like France. They might not be an overwhelming favorite, but they're always going to be in the title picture. I mean, sometimes probably not as not as much status and as hype as before, but but England's basically a team that you know they'll have all the hype in the world, all the potential, and then they won't get it done. I mean that's, that that happened last, that happened in the Euro, that that's happened in the World Cup before. I mean, England's just you know basically like I said, England just cannot pull through at the most crucial moments, much like France. Although France has been able to defy that particular scenario a few times. So why do I believe that England has a chance to win it all? Well, not supposedly speaking because of the group they're in. I mean, they're in a group with the United States, Iran, and Wales, okay? Now, I and, I and I said there's really, honestly, I think that England easily wins the group. Now, England and the United States is certainly going to be interesting because the United States is a team that's kind of up and running, okay? I mean, the United States, what's that England? The United States has some brilliant, unique talent of its own. Of course... England, you know, obviously the United States versus England, England's definitely coming in as the overwhelming favorite. Now, England is really, sometimes they do make the mistake of taking their opponents lightly. Because that's one of the things I said in an article. So if England's, if, what will it take for England to win it all? They, England needs to win the group, but they got to respect all their opponents and that they got to win one game at a time. Okay? Because we all know what, if England makes the mistake... The same mistake that the French national team has a history of making, if they are arrogant, cocky, and take their opponents lightly, it's going to lead to a downfall. It has happened before. Euro 16, 
England against Iceland. I don't want to go through. I don't want to make you all make the English supporters go through this again. But you all know what I am talking about. You know damn well what I am talking about. All right. So the first step is for England to win the group, and I believe they can win the group. They're actually my favorite to win the group. Believe it or not. All right. Now I'm not sure exactly who England will play. In their opening game against um, in the World Cup, uh, it's actually okay. It's actually going to be Iran. So yeah, England opens up against Iran, and then November twenty fifth they play the United States. Okay, all right, and then they finish off against Wales. Now the United States starts against Wales. So I, be- I honestly believe if England and the United States, if both teams come in that game, both with a with a win in their opening games respectively. I know that England's definitely beat Iran. I honestly believe that if England and the United States, they both come into that match with a win already under their belt, the winner of that particular match wins the group. I honestly believe that because England finishes their group game against the group stage against Wales. Okay. But the United States is going to be under more under more tremendous pressure, more pressure than England. But believe it or not, England's going to be under pressure too. So either way, both teams have a lot at stake. So England winning the group is their first priority. And then they got to take one step at a time in the knockout stage. They got to do their homework. They got to prepare mentally, physically, and all the other aspects, okay? England can only win through teamwork and team chemistry, okay? If they have team if they can play as a team, if the if teamwork and team chemistry works out great, England has the one particular quality that they need so bad. Do you know what that is? Ladies and gentlemen, that would be a winning mentality. Okay? England needs a winning mentality more than anything. And the way to do it is to achieve success through teamwork and team chemistry. Alright? England needs to play as a team. Players have to trust one another and be on the same page. Okay? They all trust each other. There's fantastic results on the pitch. England will be motivated, they will be confident, they will be focused, they will have that winning mentality that they so desperately desire. And if they have a winning mentality, they can take it to the final and they can somehow, some way, pull it off, effectively silence the hating critics, and they can start their four-year reign as the world champions of soccer. So for England, it starts with positive and convincing results. England needs to play their best soccer ever. They got to put the best results so their motivation, confidence, and concentration can only get even more positive. All right? Now, they understand that the pressure that they will be facing in the knockout stage is going to be overwhelmingly excruciating, okay? But England's going to have to accept it, okay? Once you're in the knockout stage, this is where there is no rooms for fuck-ups whatsoever. So England needs to play hard and well enough to counter that pressure. The better they play, the more the pressure is going to be lifted off their shoulders, and they're going to feel good about themselves. That motivation will stay there. It'll even get better, as well as the determination, the focus, and the confidence, okay? As long as England can play very good, they can keep attacking, scoring goals, playing solid defense, keep the attitude straight, 
As long as they have it together, they can do what's most important. They can win. They can win the World Cup. All right? So everything that I said, England has what it takes. England has what it takes, but it's the it's what we will see, the results. That's what's going to make the decision. So basically, on paper, England can certainly win it all. This is on paper. It's what it's the results that we see. It's basically going to be reality that's going to tell the true story. Because right now, everything I said that England has it, it's personally a theory. Everybody, a lot of people would say it's just a theory. And I understand that, okay? But I, but th- but this is true. Everything I have said is true about England. If you know the game and if you've been paying attention to England, you know what I'm saying. But I understand also that England has been, much like France, has basically been an absolute shit in the Nations League, okay? And I know I should have mentioned this earlier, all right? I should have mentioned this earlier because, again, much like France, you know, England's been kind of shitting the bed lately. I mean, June 14th, England lost to Hungary 4-0 in Wolverhampton, all right? And in the opening Nations League game, England lost to Hungary in Budapest. And then they drew against England and drew against Italy. So England and France are basically in the same boat as far as the Nations League, okay? But believe it or not, France is the one who's under more pressure because France are the defending world champions, okay? So much like the same thing with France, France has the talent, okay? But it's the problem is the focus, okay? But I think England might have the better chance of actually getting it together to have a better run than France. Because I, 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 I already, I already revowed France is not making it past the group stage. France shouldn't even be, be depicted, as, depicted as a favorite. I think England can somehow maybe pull it together and then come to Qatar as a better team. Alright. So the fact that they don't pull through the crucial moments, you know, I, I get it, it's the Nations League. But again, losing the Nations League like that is unacceptable for England, okay? So again, you know, England, all that talent, but not the focus. That's why they got that's why they got dis- embarrassed in the Nations League, much like France. That's why to solidify my claim that France and England are a lot are exactly alike. Again, they have the talent, they don't have the focus. Alright. See, I didn't want to I knew I should have mentioned the Nations League earlier, but I was really trying to be a bit more positive because you know. A lot of my listeners listen to my France rant, and while they agreed, they really, sh- they really sh- said the same thing. Like Alex, you're absolutely right, but you gotta have, you gotta have more faith in your national team, buddy. <laughs> and believe it or not, several of these fans, several of these loyal listeners, they're my, they're, they're one of my most loyal listeners in England. All right. <laughs> I mean, I get it, guys, but when you don't see the results you're looking for, and you're unconvinced, and how France is still sticking with Didier Deschamps, Didier Deschamps is not, you know, putting up the best formations. The players are not getting their act together. I mean, it's it's justified that I, that I'm skeptical. Okay, so basically, as I'm you know closing out, I think England has what it takes to win it. They have everything that it takes. The talent, of course. Okay, they have that potential. They have what it takes, but they have to find it deep inside themselves to understand that. They have to play to the best of their ability. They have to have their act together. They have to basically show no fear to the pressure. They have to basically fight that pressure. They got to be brave. They got to basically play well to boost their own motivation and confidence, okay? They can do that. They're going to be okay. And God willing, they will be the world champions for the first time since 1966. But again, on paper, England may be an overwhelming favorite. But it's reality that's really going to... Tell the true story. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, as I close it out, I've got a few messages you know, for my sponsorships. I'd like to let everybody know that Internet FC is proudly partnered with Fanatics. Fanatics is your number one place for fan apparel. Fanatics offers over 500,000 items from all the top brands from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the NHL, the MLS, as well as European soccer. If you are looking to shop at Fanatics, just find the link in the description. Not only can you start shopping immediately, but you can take advantage of some of the best money-saving deals in the world. Into the Net FC is also proudly brought to you by Fans Idea. Design your own team jerseys from Fans Idea for as low as $24.99. Custom-made jerseys made in a matter of seconds through customizable templates. You can start now and design the perfect high quality. No skills are needed. It's fast and easy. So if you are ready to customize your own sportswear, just find the link in the description, and in a matter of seconds, you can customize your own sports gear. And also, Internet FC is proudly brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Paramount+, Plus allows you to stream the Champions League, the Europa League, and the Europa Conference League. Plans start at $4.99 per month, and you can cancel at any time. Subscribe now and get a free trial. And if you're looking to sign up, just find the link in the description. You can sign up and start binge-watching your favorite shows, and you can even watch soccer. And Into the NFC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me today, and I will see you all next time. Goodbye, everybody. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.